Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the famous Dwayne this podcast. I am your host, Dwayne. With me are my two unofficial co-hosts, Mr. Giant Divine and Miss Hope. How y'all doing, ladies? Good. Peace. Do- doing all right. Okay, so um this well, for the people that don't know, because I haven't done an episode in a while, because I had a lot of things going on. Um, your boy got married, moved to Georgia, and a couple other stuff is under your damn business. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now you supposed to put everything out there. Ain't no privacy. <laughs> what is privacy? The feds already know. But anyway, um. <laughs> So that was, you know, that was the case as far as, you know, the lack of content. But, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a good space right now. A, a spot with good lightning. Not lightning, lighting. So, you know, it's, it's lit right now. So um, <laughs> this weekend, um, me and my wife, we watched this. Uh, this what did he say, me and my wife? I just slipped that, that, Yo, to be honest with you, I'm still not used to that. Like, it's just weird. Me either. That's the first time I heard you say it. Yeah, so I, I know. It hit me. It's I sweet, like, oh, though. He's a married man now. Look at yeah. him. I'm glowed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> you and your wife <laughs> this weekend. Y'all, what happened with your wife? Go ahead. Yeah, so me and my wife, who's watching um the documentary. Not documentary. But I guess you Do- could. Do drama? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cutie. up docudrama. Um, bitch, that's fiction on netflix and um you know a lot of people were saying that it's um you know it's promoting pedophilia and all this other stuff like that and they're just slamming it they're um they're talking crazy about the director who was a um a black woman um african woman from from france you know all this other stuff and you know I, i saw i saw the uh the flyer where it just showed like girls dressed like you know like a dance team, like how girls dress in a dance team, like maybe high school or maybe college, but they were like 11. I was like, yeah, that's, you know, a bit cringy. But um, I did see this one um, podcaster, uh, Kiki Green, she was talking about like how it was like a mirror to like what's really going on with these girls. And that's what made me kind of um, want to take a look at it. That and my brother shared an article as well, just about like what the... Um, director went through to actually make the movie. So for those that do not know, um, it's about 11-year-old girls, like I guess in like, going into middle school, um, you know, they just like to dance or whatever. And um, you know, they have like a little dance crew or whatever, and they're trying to um, dance for this competition. But there's one girl who's the main one, um, she got some dances from um, social media. So she's seeing, you know, twerking and other stuff like that with scantily clad, you know, harlots and whatnot. And they're just showing you basically how impressionable these young girls are. So, like I said, I watched it with my um, my wife because I heard this, it's, it's kind of for, it's kind of a coming of age story. That's what it was framed to me as, like, it's a coming of age story of girls because we've seen stuff with, you know, Menace to society, don't be a menace. Not don't be a menace. Um, menace to society, <laughs> South Central, Boys in the Hood, stuff like that. Where we'll see these kids, we'll see kids that's like in their single digits cursing, holding guns and stuff like that, and nobody said anything. But then we have, you know, 
11 year olds twerking or, you know, dancing in the mirror or whatever. And then like people are outraged about it. Now, this isn't to say that, you know, there isn't a push for, you know, pedophilia, especially in Hollywood. Like we know this already. We've had several episodes about this. You know, this is a preach to the choir right now. But um, I do think that it is, in my mind, it is a representation of what girls are going through. You know, like this is how they are raised, how they're growing up. Um, did you two see the uh, the film by any chance? No, no. <laughs> I've had I haven't seen much of any movie because I have been very, very busy here and there. So I haven't even had the time to sit and see any movie. But I have looked it up a lot and read the reviews and read the article and all of that. So and, uh, I say to most of the people who are complaining about it, not all, but most of the people who are complaining about it, I say that's what you get because you just got a fucking mirror held up in your face because anybody who supported or said anything positive about WAP, you can't have WAP and not have that. You cannot have WAP all over the internet and not have that in your face. Even if, okay, you don't want to see the movie, I get that, but that's what your little girls are seeing, period. That's what they're emulating. You just got that shit thrown back in your face and you you didn't like it. A mirror was held up and y'all like, oh my God, pedophilia. Well, what do you think you pushing when you got, I mean, like literally wop all over like daytime, everything. Like mm-hmm. that's what, that's what you're creating. So like, and I'm not here to say the movie was good or bad or shouldn't have been done or whatever, but it's a mirror. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, then change like that that's on you you know what i mean like that's on everybody who was participating in any type of walk conversation because you're just giving it more attention Mm -hmm. and if you don't want it to have attention and to have the far reach that it has then don't talk about that shit watch that shit by yourself and we don't have to share it because the children are out there Mm -hmm. so like there was a point in time where what was in private was private to keep away from the children you didn't put it out everywhere because you didn't want to you didn't want to taint them you didn't want to expose them to sexuality that young because you knew it was confusing you knew it was you knew it was uh they were influential so there was an adult thing it was a, there was just a, you, we don't do this in front of the kids we don't talk about this in front of the kids we don't push this on the children we don't da 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 period but if you want sexual liberation and you want to just do all this shit all in front of everybody midday, whatever, then yes, you have to understand that you're sexualizing. You are helping sexualize the children by being an example for them to see and for them to emulate because that's what they do. Right. And um, just as an aside, well, one, there's going to be a lot of spoiler alerts here. and I've never <laughs> warned anybody ever before, but I don't know. Marriage made me soft. I don't know. But anyway, um, <laughs> hey, it wasn't that funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's already begun. It's already begun. He cares about his audience feelings. <laughs> Look at the transformation already. No, nah, but um, the uh, the director said that um, she first, you know had the idea for this because she saw a bunch of like, you know, young kids like dancing, like around the ages of 11, about 11, 10, 12, that kind of thing. And she had um, interviewed like, I guess, uh, hundreds of of girls within that age group. And, you know, they all talked about like how they felt pressure to, you know, grow up and do this and do that for attention. And just as a guy, 
because you know I can only say so much as a guy without being super patriarchal or whatever. But um, yeah, like I definitely remember girls, you know, lying about their age, saying they're older than what they really were, or trying to prove that they're grown. They had an obsession with womanhood and you know looking a certain way and trying to appear older or makeup, but just to make themselves look older. I remember girls in my grade when I was in twelfth grade, and you know, those girls are dating like grown men, like twenty five and up. Like, I remember that. So, you know, the fact that it's starting earlier because of social media, because, you know, not to date myself, but social media, I first got on MySpace when I was in um, 12th grade because I was looking for a prom date. It was like, yo, you need a prom date? Like, go to MySpace, you'll find one. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that was what first got me into social media like that. And, you know, but there's some people, like, is getting to the kids earlier and earlier. And so again, if you think about it, like the stuff that kids were doing at my age, like my parents weren't doing that at their age. Mm. So like we're progressing, they're becoming more and more grown, if you will, quote unquote. And it's um it's just indicative of it's just a sign of the times. So yes. There are definitely some camera angles in there that are very cringy. Like there was some dance scenes where like they just zoomed in right on the underage cheeks or whatever. I was just like, ew. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just I felt like it was really trying to get the point across that these are this is it's really something that you need to have, you need to watch with your child and be like, like your daughter and be like, all right, so which one of your friends is this one? Which one of your friends is this one? You know what I'm saying? And just to kind of, like, break it down, just like how, like, as a guy, like, my father sat me down and, you know, we watched Men's Society. And just, you know, okay, you have knucklehead friends like this? Like, don't be around those kind of people. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just to have that talk, like, a lot of times, you know, it's um what meat is supposed to be used for instead of what it's used for. It's just, like, a way to start a conversation. So... That's what I took from that. Um, it wasn't, I mean, again, it was a lot of cringy things, but, you know, I think it was marketed that way on purpose to, like, get, you know, people riled up, get people talking about it. Because I mean, otherwise, I wouldn't have made this about this, but, you know, niggas is upset. You know, niggas is upset that, you know, they've been, they've been slutting around since he was, like, six years old, but now they got daughters or whatever, and now they want to, you know, be, oh, mm, let's protect yes. our daughters and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> or I don't want a daughter. Yeah, I'm like, you was part of the problem, my nigga. So, you know, that's that's just my, you know, patriarchal take on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think a major issue with uh, what people, the image that they have for young women to look up to as far as womanhood is that all of it, it relies on men. You know, I don't ever hear manhood having to rely on um, women unless you're talking about, you know, the hypersexual aspect as far as, oh, you know, fuck as many bitches as you can. But as far as just being a man, like it's usually work related stuff. When these young girls see, you know, what it takes to be, oh, I got to, you know, have sex. I got to do what he wants. I got to, you know, compromise this, that and that. So 
you know, where I got to shake my ass. Like it's, it's something, and it, sh- it shouldn't have anything to do, you know, with that. Each person's, I guess you want to call it rite of passage, puberty, whatever, is their own independent thing. And being exposed to all of this media that brushes and forces them. And, um, you know, I see a lot of people say things like, oh, you know, their parents are in charge of what they're watching, blah, blah, blah. I don't think people realize just how quickly social media has changed since it first came out. Like, you know, you're mentioning MySpace, but I mean, I know people who are, you know, me, I started when it's on Zynga and things like that. So all of these, you know, AOL red blogs, like that was real basic stuff. You know, you just typed up your stuff, search what you want to search and only one thing came up, but you search for one thing, it'll be marketed to kids. And if you play the video long enough, what was the video on um, TikTok where it came out where this guy was just talking? Apparently he blows his brains out live on camera. Like there's so much stuff that I don't think people understand is connected to media. So to be, to say something as simple as, oh, well, parents should, you know, put on the child protective locks and this and that. It's a lot out there that children have no choice in in accessing almost. So, I mean, personally, I don't think children should be having cell phones at five and six and seven and eight years old anyway, but that's my little, you know, my little sidebar. But like Ajaya was saying, like there's, it's everywhere. It's, and then you're foolish to think that you can separate the two. Like, wow, I haven't even seen the music video yet. I've heard the song here and there, but I've, you know, and see bits and pieces, but I haven't sat and watched it all the way through. But I have been hearing about that for what, a month now? So you can't tell me that children of all ages haven't went to go look that up, you know? So that that's my thing with media, because it is supposed to be a conversation, but you have to, you also have to teach your children how to use it too, because just sending them out there into the worldwide interweb, like, is that's that's unwise that's really unwise you know and i do get that the documentary was supposed to um shed a light on things the issue i heard a lot of people saying though is how and you know my issue as well is people were already saying these things so why do we need to physically see young girls act them out for you to raise an eyebrow you know that that's what i saw a lot of the issue was and even though I haven't seen it that's my question like why are we not listening to the people who have been looking this stuff up for forever why are they conspiracy theorists but you have to see it acted out for you to you know get riled up I don't you know <laughs> yeah and then I have I'm working with third graders right now mm-hmm. um, I ended up in the third grade classroom but uh, he they talking about their TikTok. He's yes. like, can I bring my phone? Can I bring my phone to school so I have a, um, a recess? Mm-hmm. Like, can we play with our phones? I was like, no. I don't even know if that's school rule, but I, I'm pretty sure it is. I was like, no. <laughs> and uh, he was like, I'm trying to get my TikTok on, man. I was like, oh, you missed the TikTok, huh? But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you like, but there's every every and anything is on TikTok, and I bet you oh, yeah. some of them have downloaded these apps without their parents even knowing. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like, Rami done downloaded about 50 games on his fire tablet. And I have to go through and like delete overly violent ones and like bloody ones. And like, no, okay, oh God, no. What? Like, yeah. and what, you know what I mean? Like, if you give them access, it is hard to monitor it. 
and filter mm -hmm. everything. Things are like he's things are going to get through, even no matter how vigilant you are. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, so then you got to just keep them off of it. And then it's like, if they're going to school or if they're in any type of whatever, they're completely lost. Like right. if you don't have other people around you that don't, don't aren't into that and don't do that, then your children are like, literally like, what the fuck with like, what's wrong with me? I'm not cool. No, I can't talk to anybody. I don't know anything about, you know what I mean? Like, which is another opportunity to learn in a, a, um, a, gr a growing experience from them because it still doesn't mean you have to give it to them, but it just creates another obstacle. Right. Um, I think with the film, I think that it played to both sides as far as pushing the agenda and then also yep. forcing the conversation. Right. And um, again, like sometimes you don't, sometimes you got to go too far to know like what's far enough. And um, like in the film, they um, they had the girl. She had her she had a period for the first time, and like her grandmother, you know, she called her auntie, but they African. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but it's clearly her grandmother. But you know, like she hugged her, embraced her. You know, like okay, that's why you were acting out like that because um, she had like some family troubles. Like the the main character, she had like some some family troubles. Um, she was raised Muslim. Her father's in a polygamous relationship. You know, mm -hmm. he got um, he got his new wife over there, and you oh. know she wants her to you know show up for her wedding and like be all happy. Meanwhile, like her mother's sad about that, but she's you know trying to hold it down for the kids, and she um again she was like raised strictly Muslim, but then she um she saw like one of the people in her building like dancing like in the um in the laundry room, and she was just like was fascinated by that, and then she um took her cousin's uh cell phone and saw like social media and got exposed to that and then after that like the rest was history and a lot of times this all it takes is just like that exposure to certain things to act it out because um the same way that i mean even like when i was a kid like girls were always fascinated by womanhood you know mm -hmm. they want those childbearing touch before they realize like you know that's not going to happen until like you know maybe your 30s or something like that they don't realize that they're so obsessed with like getting that all now instead of mm -hmm. just like waiting for it to come in like there's there's a um, woman that i know that like they've like yo i've been flat my whole life like it's never gonna come in they're, like 25 whatever whatever then they hit 30 and just like oh my god i got a booty now i'm so excited i'm like yo like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it happens you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's, a, it's a grow it's a um, ever-going process so but everyone's i think they're just so forced to um this is um they just feel compelled to like try to rush things instead of like enjoying the journey. So, you know, that's what girls and um, definitely with guys, as far as, you know, wanting to hop in the sack with whoever mm -hmm. prove that you're a man or just mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like, just, if we're going to push, if we're going to like secretly on the sly, say it's okay for, you know, like young men, 12 13 whatever to be like hey yeah hey, you got this girl or she like right. you and you're trying to do this well who do you think they targeting who who do you think that other like the girls their age so how do we have this thing we want to keep the girls innocence and sexuality like all in a box but mm. yet we are we teach the boys are we at least okay or turn a blind eye to them mm. sexualizing women from the jump like Right. Hey, like 
even when they're like little, you know what I mean? Like, if, cause like, well, I mean, if he like touched my breast while we're out, they're like, hey, hey, or another woman's, or like, cause he does this sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, and they're like, hey, hey, get off my woman, man. Like, you like to, yeah. to like his god, his godfather's, you know, girlfriend or whatever. He'll kind of be all up on her and stuff, like laying on her, and it's already like a joke. And I'm like saying I'm not guilty of it too, but it's already a joke. So like who, but who are they going to be targeting? And then we know the girls want the boys' attention. So they're going to feed whatever it is the boys are saying that they want. So like adults are creating the problem and they want to throw a fit when it's thrown back in their face. Like you are creating the problem. So like fix it. And that's it. Like, why are you crying? Like, I'm just tired of everybody complaining about shit. And, oh, take this movie down. But at the same time, you're going to blast WAP and Megan Stallion in your car with your daughter and sing it hard. Right, right. 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 So what are and we then, talking about? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it contradicts itself completely. And the issue with that, too, is like you have... They, they keep focusing like the best years of our lives on being, you know, young. So they're trying to rush everything, like Dwayne was saying about the childbearing hips, not realizing that comes with time. How are you going to have childbearing hips at 16? You don't even have puberty yet. Like your hips are not done growing. That's why they're called childbearing hips. So obviously you would be of childbearing age to get them. So, you know, and then you got these grown men who are like, you know, 30s, 40s thinking that it's okay for them to fool around with a girl in their young 20s because they're both adults. So again, these young girls want to, you know, quick to get older, quick to be grown now, lie about their age and all of those things. And um, I mean, the sexualization has, has been going on for a while and it doesn't help when they encourage boys to, you know, they they kind of encourage boys sometimes that it's okay to touch a woman. Like, I don't know if y'all had those silly ass grab day, titty grab day in school and whatnot where no one, I don't even know where these days started. No, because we didn't even have phones like that then. But folks should just come to school and be like, oh, yes, yeah, ass grabbing day. So they just be walking around grabbing random girls' asses and girls would let it happen because they wanted the boys to like them. And if you didn't participate, oh, you lame, blah, blah, blah. I'm lame because I don't want you touching my body unwarranted. Okay, cool. I'll be that, you know, and it's a joke. Like I was, It becomes a joke. And then, you know, everyone's uncomfortable, but no one's speaking about their uncomfortable because they don't want to be the lame one. They don't want to be, you know, the all ball out because that's what so we do in this trauma porn society. You know? <laughs> right. And um, also um, some other elements that were in the, uh, the film, um, they they really highlighted how like mean girls are to each other. Um, mm. You know, talking about, oh, you're, you're flat, whatever, whatever. You know, they, they critiquing each other's bodies. Um, like this girl got pants before, like in the um, in the film, and you know I, I've heard that you know that is how girls do to each other. I mean, mostly like what I saw was like girls beating up on each other, but I hear it's like other stuff like they say it's like some wild things like in, in locker rooms and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's um it's a lot like they're getting it from all angles. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say because cold. the girls who develop early now like they're popular or whatever mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. they get to pick on or you know what I mean do whatever to the girls who haven't developed yet you know what I mean like so then mm-hmm. that becomes an insecure thing I remember they had a whole list that are in middle school where they had like all the I guess popular girls like names listed and then they had like different features and then like graded mm-hmm. them you know yeah. what I mean like breasts but 
face, you know, like, it's just like a whole page is full of like critiques. Mm -hmm. And then I like, they all came together and like graded everybody. Mm -hmm. And like, so then it's like, ah, oh, that's why you ain't got no da 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 Like, that's the way that girls learn to, like, affect each other. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. the way they learn to. And then even on the flip side, even when it's someone, like, close to you, they'll still point out certain things. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that, not even mm -hmm. in, like, a technically mean-spirited way, but it's still like, ooh, yo, you skin or oh, you ain't got no titties. Or just like, just, just like, okay, damn. My, my <laughs> no titties bothering you? You know what I mean? Like, right. or whatever. It's just like, it's just things that, like those insecurities that people feel, they project them or they try to find the insecurities that you have. Right. And mm -hmm. like, in women, it's all, it's all about appearance. It's like mm -hmm. 90, over 90% everything about women is appearance. Like everything leads back to appearance that's why women spend so much money on weed spend so much money on makeup cosmetics mm -hmm. surgery all that stuff like that's we, everything is targeted on a woman's appearance and it makes billions of dollars and it makes for very unhappy and very easily controlled manipulated population like yeah it does and the the, um, the bullying and all of that, even for the girls who were the popular girls, it all is insecure. It's all insecure um, because, you know, they're afraid in some ways, like, oh my God, you know, or they feel like they got to soak it all up before it's too late. Like, let me bask in this. Cause I'm sure we know plenty of people in high school, whether we know their real names or not, who were popular in high school. And then after they left, nothing like they just kind of fell to the wayside you know because they made that their life so it, they're even when they're the ones doing the bullying they might seem like the secure girls but they're really insecure as well yeah, yeah most definitely so um i'm trying to think if there's anything else in the film that i've missed um there was one scene that i was like i i think this is going too far where um, <laughs> The cousin, you know, found out that um, the girl, the main girl, she actually had his phone and was like, oh, it's like, yo, look, give me my phone back, which that was kind of unrealistic. I mean, it, it was based in France, so I'm not sure how niggas do it in France, but if my phone is missing, <laughs> like, I'm turning it off. Like, the service getting cut off immediately. Oh, yeah, facts. With a jet, immediately. And, you know, it's been going for, like, like weeks at this point. We finally took it, he tried to take it back. And then what she did was she locked herself in the bathroom and then she, um, first of all, another thing she started doing, she started wearing her little brother's um, shirts so it would be like a belly button shirt, like a crop top. Mm. <laughs> and Crazy. she ended up <laughs> taking a picture of her box and posting it on the internet. And I guess oh. be like they're like, Instagram thing. So she did that. Hey, and then she slid the phone under the door and gave it to her cousin. Oh. And then the Wowzers. next day, I'm just like, really? And then the next day, she comes into class and this white boy smacks on the cheeks. And, you know, she like, you know, swings back at him. Because what? You're the whore that put your, you know, that put your naked whatever on the internet. And it's just like, just having. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, just knowing how dumb kids are, 
Because they even, uh, there was another thing, they just showed you how, like, dumb kids are. Like, one of the kids, they um, they went in the woods, they found a condom in the woods, and they, like, blew it up. And oh. then, it's like, yeah, that's a condom. Like, you probably got AIDS now, whatever, whatever. So, like, they they scrubbed her mouth out with, like, <laughs> it's a cleaning product or whatever. There's like, <laughs> like, a bunch of, like, dumb things that kids do when they don't, like, seek. No, what the hell are they looking at? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, like, I feel like kids really get into so many dumb things that they felt that they can talk to adults about stuff. Mm. So we got to stop being weird about, you know, natural things. Like, mm. I'm hearing now that, like, girls are having periods as early as, like, nine years old. Yeah. Like, you got to have the talk early and earlier. Mm. Gotta be candid with it and be like, look, this is what it is. And, you know, a lot of people that are saying that um, the film was accurate depiction are, like, they work in the schools. They, they're having on the front lines, they see exactly what it is with these kids. And yeah, like again, there was some cringy camera angles and stuff like that. I'm not gonna, the cinematography was definitely suspect. <laughs> like definitely suspect. But it is definitely an accurate depiction on like how girls grew up. You know, my, my wife is like that with me. She can cooperate mm-hmm. that, that story. Like, it's like, yeah, like this is what it was. Now, mind you, like, you know, girls used to dance in the mirror all the time, but, you know, in our day, like, it was Aaliyah, whatever, whatever. It was kind of like, yeah, you might move our hips, but we wasn't, like, just flat-out twerking. That was nothing. Right, right. we wasn't busting yeah. it open. Yeah, but now that's 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 it. That's all they doing now. That's it. Like, <laughs> I was, like, I'm somebody, I went to the club, like, I might, before COVID, like, I was at an event, I was like, well, I'm downtown, I ain't got no kids. Let me wander into one of these clubs, see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> don't nobody dance no more <laughs> I was like every song was like twerk or like fight like every song was either you were bending over and clapping cheeks or we are damn near about to like fight cause we in this bitch like dude whatever whatever song is on I'm like, oh. like I'm sitting here I'm like I'm waiting for like one kind of like just chill maybe a little more sensual something no, yeah. no, none of that. Hell, I was at my cousin's graduation party. No, it was her sister's like 27th birthday party, but they were still all there. One of them just turned 18. And they're like, I, you know, no one's playing music. So I put on like my little Pandora, you know, it's being like Anderson Pack and your Kabadu. I'm trying to, you know, but it's getting some newer stuff in there. I'm trying to mix it up. But nobody was really like paying attention. And somebody was like, man, who got, who got the ox core? Man, somebody put on some music. I'm trying to shake my ass. <laughs> like come not to throw my ass too. It was so it wasn't even the men that was at the party that requested. And on the flip side, we know there is healing and twerking. There's nothing wrong with twerking intrinsically. Don't get it twisted. Like that's root chakra. Get all that. I get it. But it's like it's just been so overdone and so perverted that like that's all the dancing that girls know. Like literally little girls, they that's if you not like twerking, it's like, what are you doing? Like if you're not twerking, you must be like a ballerina. Like that, like it's just like there's no there's no other type of dancing really. Like it's just like twerk or nothing. Twerk or die. Like that's it. And if you stay in the root chakra too much too, that's all you're exactly. gonna attract is that basal, you know, sexual energy. So yep. that that definitely, you know, plays as far as what you were saying in there. That's facts. And also, if twerking is a form of healing, a lot of these girls is hurt out there. So that's probably, they're just trying to twerk their pain away. Yeah. 
if we talk about most of them have been molested, then there is a lot of root chakra healing that needs, it's, there's so many layers to this, like, there's just so many layers in it, but yeah, like, we're talking about most, most girls are being molested, so if you throw that in on top of the sexualization, on top of, like, it is literally a fucked up world for little girls out there right now, like, mm-hmm. pedophilia, like, we know, and I get the point of the, the picture, it's like, we know pedophilia is a thing. We know that there are people out there struggling with it. We know that there are people, pedophiles out there, like looking for opportunities for whatever. Like, why feed that energy? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, as far as visually, as far as all that stuff, like, why feed that energy? Because, like, me and Hope, we didn't really, you know, like, we're not really, like, in a rush to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, even, yeah. you know, not even sure if we will or want or whatever, but I guarantee you who is watching it. Right. Every pedophile that has Netflix and all of his friends, like, mm-hmm. they are definitely watching it. And, mm-hmm. like, so while we say, you know, it's good to have a conversation and da 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 yeah, like, okay, cool, but you're also feeding a, a, an addict of sorts. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're also feeding a, 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 a sickness. Mm-hmm. And you know this. Like, and, and, like, we absolutely know this. And we know that they're trying to make pedophilia a, a sexual orientation yeah, and saying that there's nothing wrong with it if you don't act on it but like you straight but you ain't gonna never act so we think every, every pedophile is going to be a nun or a monk <laughs> right right and that's like, what's so unrealistic about pushing that it's a sexual orientation like stop acting like most of them aren't out here uh violent like <laughs> literally acting on it okay like let's let's be realistic here let's be and because we know that it is something that is you know and it's anyway we know that it's something that is a little you know off the wall most of them are going to feel to the point where they can't even control it anymore like it's just going to come bursting out so let's let's not pretend and we do need to have conversations with our young girls um but we also need to figure out you know why all of these things are happening so early because it's not just the menstrual cycles uh the menstrual butter cycle that is starting earlier it is the development like physical development of these girls that are starting earlier and earlier and yeah they're getting taller that's different like i I just think that these generation children are going to be a little bit you know taller but as far as you know what's going on in the world that is literally forcing these girls to be physically and and you know sexual in there and then also explain to them that their menstrual cycles does not mean they are ready for sex because you know a lot of parents I feel like and let's take parents out of it the way that they taught sex ed in school is that if you have your cycle you already start making babies and that's it like (laughs) they don't even tell you the why you have your cycle and maybe they don't really know your cycle is literally just the blood that your body is expelling because it saves up the blood in case you're going to have a baby Mm-hmm. It's that simple. And if you don't get pregnant, all right, it's washing it down. So if they explain the girls the literal, you know, physiological science, I guess, to it, then we wouldn't have to just be like, oh, you know, it means you can have a baby. Because that sexualizes girls too. Because then they're like, oh, well, how do we make babies? You have sex, boom, whole window opened up. So have actual conversations with children and not just tell them A is B and that's it. There's no, you know... Yes, these poor babies. Girls, they're not even telling you like a lot of the um the stuff that they go through, you know the different 
um, I've learned the term cervical fluid as opposed to using discharge because discharge has mm. a, a nasty connotation to it. <laughs> Look at you growing. <laughs> it's the white. So, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> you know, just um, like a lot of that stuff. Like girls have no idea what's going on with that. Like they don't know. Right, their own cycle. Like, they don't know when they're ovulating. A little none of that stuff. And a lot of them don't know that until adulthood, until they read a book about whatever. Like a lot of adults know. still don't know. Don't yeah. even that part. Talked about <laughs> like um, I was. You know, I'm fertile right now. Like, how many women will be able to tell you when they're fertile? Right. Or am I like, mm-hmm. it's, it's horrible. How do you not know these things about how do we, like, how is that not what we teach for sex ed? And right. when we talk about you get your period, like, this means you're fertile. Here are the signs of fertility. Da, da, right. da, 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 this, 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 and that. Like, we literally learn nothing. Right. Like not, nothing actually about your body and how it works. Yeah, nothing at all until, like you said, you're adults, and then you have a bunch of adults that don't know anything. So who's teaching these babies? You know, and people love to make fun of us because we're self-learned, we're this and that. Well, no one else taught us because our mothers didn't want to talk about it, our grandparents didn't want to talk about it, or you know they thought you was being fast for asking certain questions, or maybe your grandparents also didn't know. Like you have two generations of people in your family who don't know so there is nobody to teach so i'm not you know i'm proud that i was able to you know go from people that did learn and self-learn myself because now i can teach my daughters and groups of women who simply don't know so it's and then what ends up happening is we end up going to these you know gurus and stuff who are telling us about a woman's body who they don't even know about their body as men i think everyone should just learn about their uh group's body like not on some men can't tell me what to do that's not what i'm saying but we don't even know our bodies most men don't know their bodies let's go back and learn about ourselves and then you know, <laughs> these women won't be getting taken advantage of because a lot of these male gurus, as we know on spiritual Twitter, they be trying to get some punani and that's all it is to it. <laughs> that's yeah. all there is to it. And then say, heal, you know, my healing dick. You know, okay, bro, that's, worry about yourself. That's the moral of that because I'm going to go on another tangent. <laughs> it's not about this. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> you consider that, you know, most of these, these GYN books was written by men also. It's just like, Right. The father of gynecology. Yeah. <laughs> if I were kegels, how how is a pelvic floor exercise that a woman does with her pelvic floor and her inside of her body named after a man? Listen. He ain't never fucking did a kegel in his fucking life. Like he ain't never he, squads, do he don't even he can't. He don't even know he wasn't even the first one that like is that type of shit. Like, come on now. I don't, that's why I can't even follow kegels. Yeah, I remember like they was trying to say it was like a men version. I'm like, you mean just holding your piss? You just you just holding your piss. You see muscle just just holding your piss so you don't pee? Exactly. Why don't you just say that? What's this what's this kegel male key? Kegels what you want in your head back in the day. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just again, I, I definitely think that um, it's a conversation needs to be had with children sooner than later because 
you know, these these kids are growing up fast. It's just there's already kids that have switched their gender like before high school. Yeah. Now, what kind and of coming age do they get? Can we talk <laughs> about that? Like, they say that they don't actually change their gender. They say they use blockers to block puberty. Mm-hmm. So. I was informed of that recently, that they're not <laughs> technically transgender children. They're just blocking puberty until they make a decision, which isn't any better because interfering with puberty from a health standpoint is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, like, what but... are the long-term effects of that? Like, I just, um, I saw two things. I saw another documentary, which I definitely recommend that y'all watch, um, called uh, The Social Dilemma. Which talks okay. about the effect, oh, social, about the effect. It talks about the effect of social media on like these kids and stuff, just like people in general, but like specifically kids, and how like the suicide rates have like almost like like they're up like almost one hundred fifty percent, like with like young girls and stuff. Um, and because usually like like suicide is usually like you know men, or, like, right? Like, it was. Now it's like you know the girls are like really being affected by social media stuff as far as like you know again like saying women looks yeah and then that bullying stuff when you're still developing and your mind is still developing is very detrimental so you don't put yourself out there like that and um the other thing that i saw was uh what did i see what did i see was social dilemma and it was oh there was this it was this clip um with this woman that was talking about you know, kids that have been changing, you know, making the transition over, and that it's actually more girls turning in, more females turning into males than the other way around, even though, you know, uh, trans women, I guess, are like the face of it, which just shows you how the patriarchy strikes again. And, <laughs> you know, which is crazy because again, like just like the hormone blockers and stuff like that. Like we don't know the long term effects of that. Like it's gonna be a very, very oh, at all. society. Mm-hmm. Like Man, I mean, that makes sense though, because if we're living in a patriarchal society that teaches women that they're less than, of course little girls don't wanna be with women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they think it's something wrong with being a woman. Yeah. Like, like they see women as weak. They see women as, you know, Having the like, we don't learn to value our womb. We learn to despise it. You, women literally hate their cycle. They do, like, and they, they don't have, understand that the whole month is the cycle. It's not yeah, just the bleeding it's not part. Just the period. Like, but they hate. Like they would, if they could remove that from being a woman, they would. Like mm. I, a woman said, like so I was, I had tweeted about women needing to prepare their body for birth before mm-hmm. they even get pregnant like nutrition mm-hmm. exercise like making sure you're fit and all these things will help you have a successful pregnancy and a woman responded like i'm just tired of women being reduced to child child bearing or i don't know some shit she said like mm-hmm. chill i think she said baby factories it just sounds like you got a personal problem i don't know right. <laughs> why i didn't say anything about a baby factory clearly i'm speaking to women who want to have children no. I didn't let's say women need to have children. They need to be, I like the same thing. I was like, women, childbearing age, start taking care of your body so you can have a successful pregnancy. Like literally, but women hate it. Like I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm one, I was one, like I was a hardcore tomboy until I was like, until I started my cycle, you couldn't tell me that I was a girl or that I wasn't at least like 
a part of the boys. Like, okay, I know I'm not a boy, but for all intents and purposes, I'm better off over here than I am with the girls. Like, I ain't even like hanging around girls, like I, uh, any of that. But then once I got my cycle, I was like, damn, I'm a girl for real. Like, <laughs> no, I can't deny this. Like, and, mm-hmm. and the feelings change too, because you are becoming a woman. So you start to have different feelings. So like to even do anything before that, before a woman goes through puberty, then she should decide. Like we shouldn't be blocking puberty for them to decide. Puberty is a huge part of life. Like that's a huge transitional time. But women have learned to like literally hate their their cycle, hate their womb, Mm -hmm. not value it. Like see it as like a burden and all this stuff that of course they want to be men. Of course they're the ones transitioning. Like that makes perfect sense. And it's funny because I didn't know that the face is the men turning to women so until you said that i definitely thought it was the other way around but like i said it, it does make sense because we are taught to despise our our wounds and to the point to where we're listening to you know folks talk about oh it's unnatural it's the curse it's this and that like you know you need to put genesis down and you know tell you ready to really decode come back and talk to me <laughs> right it's just man these kids need help. These kids need our help. Um, mm. You know, the uh, schools need to be burned. <laughs> Man, they're just like little in festering pools of degeneracy. Mm-hmm. Like, and you just have children all in the same age, all in the same confusion, taking in the same bullshit, just reinforcing it on each other. Like, that's yeah. what school is. With, uh, with like a sprinkle or a dash of learning. Like, mm-hmm. the, but other than the socialization that happens in schools is toxic. It's, I mean, and I, even when I went to, I went to a private high school and I pretty much stayed away from people. And for the most part, like, even in that environment, it was like still a lot of toxic stuff. Like there's oh, yeah. still a lot of just toxic, like teenage, just, ugh. you know what I mean? Like in middle school, ugh. hell, elementary school, like just blow them up just let just get them out like i was just i was so happy i thought covid was about to shut schools down like for good like i was like yes like secretly i was like ah yes people have to educate their own children we're gonna it's gonna suck at first but everyone's gonna be better off at the end but they're opening back up No, you know folks so they cesspools (laughs) they gotta they gotta have them man and i mean when you think about how much children they've squeezed in the classroom, because they started out small, you know, when we were growing up, it was like, you know, 20, 23, then it's like 25, it's like 20. So I know some rooms that have like 30, 35 children in them. And it's like, even before COVID, like how the rooms are so tiny, like you, you are not even fitting enough kids, I mean, excuse me, you're not even fitting enough desk in there for the kids to be comfortable. Okay, so then you have all these kids in close proximity, a puberty, you know, it's, it's, it's just a mess. It's just And a mess. most of them look like prison cells, but teachers just decorate them. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you got a, 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 yes. a cork board over here, we got a dry erase board over here, we might have a projector mm-hmm. screen, but the actual walls are usually like cement bricks yeah. painted white. Like it's yeah, a fucking it prison. It's a fucking prison. Mm-hmm. Like you got a bunch of kids in there, about a third of them is musty, you know. <laughs> it's, it's a whole bunch population. Of 
Yeah. We call it, it that's is. what we call it though. We call it the like the gen ed kids, the general population kids, as yeah. opposed to like the special education or the self-contained or the gifted, kids. Yeah. Or the yeah, or like the gifted, you know, you got the ones that get the extra stuff in the mm. jail, they get to do all the extra programs. You got the ones that have to stay in the hole and they're in yeah. solitary confinement that's self-contained, and you got general population. It's a oh, yeah. fucking prison. It right. is. I have I tweeted a couple of years ago, if it's even still up there, about how the school system is modeled after the prison system because um, you have to go to the front with the principal's office, same type of idea. And mm-hmm. If you want to sign someone out, someone out or visit them, you got to sign. You got to go through all this paperwork, just go sit in your child's class. Like it's <laughs> it's set up exactly the same, exactly the same. And we know it's a lot of degenerate sexual shit that goes on in prison too. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause you can't keep people that in that close of proximity, mm-hmm. especially children in puberty and children who are being programmed by songs like WAP, by fucking Future, by the Twitter and the Instagrams and the TikToks and oh, mm-hmm. she's for the streets and mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Like even, even something as like innocent and I like as little Duval's little challenge, the period challenge with the butt. Mm. Oh, that's who made that challenge. Okay. Yeah. Like, so, okay. So we see this and our, you know, parent, we see our parents like showing other, somebody else, they friend that picture, you get a peek at the phone. So now you at school, like, ah, you can't do the period challenge. Ah, you ain't got, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, and it's just, it's literally that simple. It's literally that simple from a peek at the phone. Okay. We'll do all. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Now I'm going to go to school and be like, come on, let's do the period challenge or hi, you can't do it. And like, yeah, it's accessible. Like it is. And, um, going back to that documentary I told you about, um, the social dilemma, they talk about how they basically like, they got all the, the smartest scientists to realize like how to hack the human psyche to basically like social media is mind control. Like mm-hmm. they can predict everything that you're gonna do, and it's all for like you know, for profit. Like you know, oh, mm-hmm. we know for a fact that you know, like you get certain notifications, even like when you're not on online for a while, because um, this past couple of days I haven't really been online like that because you know I've been out here living life as a married man, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know I would get like certain notifications about stuff. Like I remember one time, like years ago, years, years, years ago. Emphasis on the years. <laughs> um, you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, like, it was my ex from college. It was like, you haven't talked to so-and-so in a while. You should reconnect. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You trying to set me up? Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's stuff like that that they'll say, like, they'll predict, like, they try to, like, basically predict your every movement and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, like, even, like, the rabbit hole on YouTube. They would talk about, like, you know, the whole Kyrie Irving, like, Flat Earth thing. Like, he just went down a rabbit hole on YouTube. And, like, each video, like, will go to the next one, will go to the next one, go to the next one. And it's designed to make sure that you stay engaged. Like, if you're looking through your phone, they know how long you're looking at a picture before you flip to the next one. Like, it's so crazy. Yeah. So. And what's funny? Oh, I'm sorry. Finish. And the craziest thing is, like, this is happening to adults. So, you know, these kids is, is like, food out here. Oh man, easy pickings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Easy pickings. And what's funny is they know this 
they've already done this research. That's why they created social media. So I find it hilariously ironic how they're making all of these documentaries about things that they were, they already did this research. Like that's why they put out social media to mm -hmm. begin with. The same thing with movies. They pay psychologists money to see, oh, let's see how we're going to get them this time. So this is the pre-research but they're putting it out there so folks can be like, what? Not me, not, oh, I'm different. I'm, no, no, they, they already know what you're doing. That's why this is out here. They're just telling it to you because they can't do anything without our consent. Mm -hmm. Yep, and they even had this, um, this experiment where, first of all, they had like a bunch of people that used to work for like, you know, big software companies and they all like mm -hmm. went through like the, uh, the social media app that they're addicted to. And they had this thing, it was like a jar with a timer on it. And basically you could put anything in there, like, you know, like cookies, cake, or even a phone. And you can't open it until like the timer's over. So they had a, you know, a dramatization of, you know, a family dinner. So everyone put their phones in there for an hour. You know, like we're gonna, we're gonna actually like sit down as a family, you know, and have dinner. And one of the girls got a wrench and broke it. <laughs> she just like broke, broke the jar. I'm just saying, like, yo, like, that's, that's, that's fiend behavior. Like, what's going on? <laughs> no, my son in his tablet, like, we be going through it because, like, I'm like, okay, I, I went ahead and bought it. I started with, like, all, like, educational stuff, and then, like, the games just slowly, like, trickled in, and now it's, like, a problem. So then I was like, all right, you know, we're going to do 20-minute blocks three times a day. So we were doing that for a while. And then we, I got off, you know, just off of that. And like, I'll be looking up like, dude, you've been on this table for two hours. Like, put the damn table down. I'm irritated because it's, I'm irritated at myself. Mm -hmm. But I end up yelling at him. Mm -hmm. And like, he has a whole meltdown. He did it today in the car. He was like, he had his tablet with him because he got dropped off to me at work. And I was like, okay, you don't need to tablet in the car. We driving. Just look around. Tell me what you see. Talk to me what you've been doing today. And... He was like, and he just kicked the back of my seat. I need that tablet. I was like, oh, you, I will throw the tablet out the window. <laughs> that's that's right. what a tablet do? I was, I was like, that, that's how a tablet make you act. And that, that lets mommy know that you don't need no tablet. Because that's not, mm. we don't act like that over stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah, like it's real. Like it's an addiction. Like it's, it's it really an addiction. I think that's like what it was for like video games in my era. Like it was like that too. And I think mm -hmm. the only reason, because my, my mom told me straight up, like, man, we was, like, so close to throwing those games away, but, like, it helped, it helps you think. Like, you thought better on your feet and stuff like that. So that's what we kind of let you rock. We were mm -hmm. real close to throwing it out. And I was like, yeah, I <laughs> See, and I don't think our old school video games were quite as addictive. Like, now, don't get me wrong. There's people that was on them things for, like, hours at a time. Mm -hmm. However, it's something about... You know, we got 4K now, we got 5G, you know, even before 5G, internet's moving at a quicker speed and whatnot. Because I remember having my little flip phone and having the internet on there and thinking I was doing some shit with my QWERTY keyboard, you know, <laughs> prediction text and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, but everything moves so, like, quickly now. So you're seeing things quicker and your body's literally accessing, you know, the, what are they, the photons and the... What, what's that new fiber optic like the fiber optics now that are connecting with your mind so much quicker so the addiction is is it's easier to get with these younger children because of how much colors and lights and things are literally connecting yeah. to them 
you know. So that's, I mean, that's scary in its own, you know, in its own regard. Yep. It's bad. Like, I see it. Like, I see it and I still, like, it's just, it's just a thing. Like, and then you add that if they're watching sexual thing. I had this little kid, was, I think he's like eight, maybe. He told me that he went to the strip club on GTA. Oh. Mm. He shouldn't even have GTA. <laughs> right. Oh, number one. You did what? Yeah, because you definitely you definitely have access to the strip uh to the strip club and you know uh ladies of the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, other things like that. And it's just you know, I remember like back when, you know, Columbine happening, trying to say, oh, you know, these shooting games will have an effect on whatever, whatever. But yeah, like everything is planted to the subconscious to some degree, whether people want to admit it or not. But we, there's all of this, like cuties is basically, again, like a culmination of what is already going on. Mm. And the director said, allegedly, I'm saying allegedly, because, you know, she could be lying, who knows, but she said she talked to hundreds of girls around those ages of like 11 and up, like between 11 and 12, middle school age. And they're all, you know, talking about how they felt compelled to act grown and, you know, be sexual and stuff like that for attention. Like, that's actually like an accurate depiction. Like, her story, the, the film was based upon those stories that she told. Like, that she heard from those kids. And, you know, again, I think the uh, the delivery was a bit dramatic, but again, it's a conversation we need to have with these kids. But our kids, like, look, which one of your little whole friends is like this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, stay away from them. Like, I had a little whole friend like that, and you know, she's wherever now. Like, you know, she's on a corner somewhere. She's in a cardboard box somewhere. She's has like 80 kids now. Like, you know, you just need to keep it a, a band. I will say that um, at the end of it, it does revert back to her just wanting to be a kid again and not trying mm-hmm. to be grown, which I think is very important that it shows you the, uh, the potential consequences of acting grown. So I do applaud that. Not the full extent, but enough to be like, yeah, I'm wilding right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's definitely something that, um, there's definitely a conversation that, you know, we need to have with our, our girls, you know, early on. That your daughters, your nieces, your cousins, you know, God, God kids, all of that. Like, you just need to have these conversations because it's, whether you like it or not, as much as you try to show to them, like, a lot of these burner accounts as kids too. Yep. <laughs> Facts. Mm-hmm. So we confront like, you know, we, we live in an Amish lifestyle all we want to. But the reality is like these kids are gonna figure out a way to do it. And they're oh, yeah. gonna figure out a way to like, you know, just the way that we figured out stuff. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff I saw that I had no business seeing at, you know, eleven, twelve, whatever, whatever. But I figured mm-hmm. that out. And I think that people forget people forget where they came from in that regard. Or they try to like make it seem as if, no, but my kid would never, that's like, nigga. It's your kid. You should it's never know that they will. Like, right. I put nothing past him. 
Yeah, that's, right. it. that's your DNA. You know what mm-hmm. you did. That's what I'm saying. Check back in your list a couple of years ago. <laughs> what was you out here doing? Because that's exactly why I do say they don't want girls because they know they was terrible. To, their reason is almost always, oh, I was terrible to women, so I don't need them since coming on her. All right, what about your son? You going to have a little, you know, little... Somebody else out there like, is terrible. Too. Yes. Exactly. Right. But here's the thing, I think it also points out to, because we were talking about rites of passage and all, you know, that being linked to sex, I mean, we need to create other rites of passage within, in a, in a community sense that's not linked to sexualizing little girls. Like, what there else so many. Mm-hmm. is a rite to passage? What else, you know, is there about womanhood that we could pass on and we could have rites of passage about? You know what I mean? Like, so that that gives us something else that like you can actually do besides just bitch and moan about a movie on Netflix, like mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean? Like I mean, because that literally you're not doing anything because they're gonna keep making movies and you're gonna keep watching them and keep bitching about them. Like mm-hmm. what are we talking about here? But but yeah, like create rites of passage so that they so that we can show little girls that there's more to womanhood than sex and being mm-hmm. sexualized and being being for consumption like right yeah and i'm sure that we all wherever we're from i'm sure that there were rites of passage passages excuse me back in the day that didn't like you said just lead straight to sex like my mom used to say that um uh i don't know where she got this from but she say like 12 was the age of you know accountability where you're really responsible for your own decisions and i know what that means but i was like oh man 12 is gonna be lit like you know it's like so it made me you know it made me see that i have something else to be responsible for except for you know jumping straight to sex honestly my mom didn't really mention you know, sex, sex was me. And uh, I don't think we really learned about that part in sex until like high school. But, mm-hmm. um, and then that's why I was so shocked when I realized like folks out here really having sex. Like I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But, you know, she included that uh, rite of passage in, you know, our adult conversation. So I felt like I, you know, accomplished something. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about that, um, that 12 year old thing too. Yeah. Not to get super deep, but if you think about it, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> these niggas is always saying fuck twelve. Are they really saying fuck their responsibilities? Hey, mm. 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 glowing eyes. Yeah. Look, I see you got. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just yeah. Uh, yeah, we definitely need like rights of passage besides, you know, how many girls you slept with, how many niggas you beat up. Mm. Some people like, you know, your your first kill is like a rights of passage, you know, it's just yeah. And that's culture though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I'm always about like create a culture, okay? If you don't like this one, stop bitching about it and create your own. Like you don't have to accept any of this. You don't have to have Netflix. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't have to watch. You don't have to watch YouTube. You don't have to do any of that. You know what I mean? Like so, like they're gonna play. They're gonna. They're gonna put out what gets attention. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Period. Good, bad, and no, all publicity is good publicity. Is so like that's. It's never going to change. There is never going to be a wholesome platform. <laughs> like. Unless yeah. that's exclusively what they created it for, and it's probably going to be like some person that's just got tired of 
everything that's out here and they create a platform you know what i mean and mm-hmm. they stick with that and whatever but like on a ma- major on a in a major way there's never going to be a wholesome platform like right. there's they're always going to be sliding in agenda sliding in programming sliding in whatever because with this movie how many seeds did they plant in maybe people who had maybe just pedophilia tendencies you know what i mean like yeah Mm -hmm. now they're just like oh you know what i mean like how many flip how many switches got flipped by watching that movie how many, you know what I mean? How many little, how many young men watch that? So in 10 years, they're still going to see that as sexual. As mm-hmm. that, that is sexy. They're still going to be sexualizing those little girls in their head because they watched that when they were 14. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so then that's when you go, when you're taking in these things, you're letting them plant seeds in your mind. Like, mm-hmm. and you don't know what those are going to blossom into. As much as we like, we want to say like you know oh we are the children no we don't know how they're because then we're not having conversations about it Mm. so we don't know what those things are going to blossom into we don't know how they're truly affected like so yeah (laughs) all right uh so about to wrap this up but um i guess we can go around like final thoughts as far as what the conversations that we need to have with our daughters or just our kids in general in regards to coming of age and decisions and choices and all that other PBS shit. (laughs) I think it needs to be a continuous conversation. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing about it. A lot of times we talk about, you know, did you have the conversation? It's not a one-time thing. It needs to be a, a continuous conversation. There needs to be open lines of communication between adults and children, between parents and their children, you know, and maybe an uncle or maybe an aunt or somebody that they might be closer to that could also, they can also see as someone they can talk to, like, but it needs to be a continuous conversation because you don't have a conversation with a child once and not have to reinforce it and not think that they're going to come back with more questions or go experience what you talk about and have more questions. So there needs to be a continuous conversation and nothing is taboo nothing needs to be swept under the rug your children know everything like your children know everything because if they didn't get it from you if they go to regular school any type of public school they're exposed to it like they know everything so have have the conversations have the uncomfortable thing ask them questions ask them what they thought of the movie or if they friends watched the movie or what like ask them ask them what their friends are talking about ask them if they have any like actually ask them questions like i i just think about how many times like no one is really asking children questions because if you're someone that children feel like they can talk to they will tell you everything like i know so much about people's personal lives and what their parents do and whatever and what's going one of the kids told me that his dad one of the kids told me that his dad kidnapped him (laughs) i don't know how true that was and for like at the end of the school last year and then sent him to a private school to where they had a, a paddle. Is he the big? He stay in trouble all the time. He's like, man, that paddle was this big. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, you got the paddle? He was like, a few times. So I was like, and you acted right, right? And he was like, yeah. I was like, so why you come back here acting crazy? Mm-hmm. We, ain't, we ain't even trying to paddle you. We trying to talk to you, but we can't even get no respect. Mm-hmm. So like, but like, 
they'll talk to you. So if you ask them questions and, and actually show interest, you will be amazed at the conversations you can have, how intelligent they are, how much critical thinking they naturally have because it hasn't been brainwashed out of them yet. Like they're thinking and they're criticizing and they're trying to figure out this shit and like you should be talking to them and asking them questions and digging in their brain. And that's where you get to be able to help them at to be able to navigate this shit when it all gets thrown at them, they'll be prepared. That's my two cents. Yes. I definitely agree as far as um, we need to ask more, I mean, children more questions and, and go there with them and have a continuous conversation, but more importantly, or on top of that, excuse me, um, you need to establish that line of trust because I feel like parents are so, parents and adults are just so afraid of the answers they might hear from children. They don't even ask the questions. So set aside your fear so that you can raise you know, your child or so that you can help your niece or whatever the case might be, you know, establish that line of trust and don't break it. If they say, you know, of course, within reason, if there's something that you need to report, I'm going to report that. But if they're just telling you about their friend at school that, you know, picked on them, don't go and run and tell your three friends that, you know, at your job and then wonder why they don't talk to you no more. You broke their trust. <laughs> so they're not going to feel comfortable coming to you with anything. And, you know, as adults, um, I think a lot of adults still want to stay in the youth, accept your role now. You're, it's your time to teach, to be, to be that listening ear for these children. So don't break their trust. Trust, establish some trust and have those continual conversations so that they want to come back to you and ask questions again because the guy is absolutely correct they're going to have more questions it's not a one and done conversation like oh all right we talked about sex never again there's going to be more things so establish that trust with with these children they they need it they need it yeah the biggest thing with talking to kids is you know realizing that you have to keep repeating yourself so you know just yeah. keep <laughs> Definitely need to have a continuous conversation. We also need to have an honest conversation. Mm. Um, we just throw it all out there. You know, be very. I think one of the biggest, <clears throat> the big one of the biggest things why kids don't talk to their parents is because they feel like they're being judged, and the reason why you know the parents aren't asking the right questions is because they don't want the answers. So we need to be honest with each other and realize that this is for the greater good here. You know, this isn't about. You know, we need to put our pride and our ego aside and be like, look, because I think the reason why parents don't want those certain. Um, Answers is because it, that's a reminder that they may have failed in certain things. They don't, mm. and no one wants to be a bad parent. I remember back in the day when, like, the worst thing you, you could be is a bad mother. Um, now it's uh, that's not the point. Anyway, the point is like, <laughs> you know, um, we need to have more pride and and dedication in you know parenting. You know, it's um, it's definitely something that we need to take head like be um very very diligent about you know really talk to our kids really get into like the the, the thick of things like and really establish that trust like like hope said like don't tell don't tell your co-workers that your kid can't fight like that's none of their business you know what I'm <laughs> man my kid got their ass from this school like that look like you know what i'm saying everybody's <laughs> business you know what i'm saying like get your kid out of fight <laughs> that's 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 your bad you know what i'm saying so um we need to definitely like i said have honest conversations continuous conversations and not only just say that they can tell us anything but let them let it be known because kids don't kids watch more than they listen you know they they watch what you do they watch how you act how you interact with your spouse with you know whoever else they see all of those things 
So if they see that you're a person of, of your word and that, you know, what you say is what you do, they'll be more likely to come to you when you, you know, um, extend an olive branch to, you know, have a conversation. So basically stop being a piece of shit, be a hypocrite and um, don't be a hypocrite, excuse me. Oh. <laughs> don't be a hypocrite. <laughs> and, you know, really just set the example because like, more than ever, like our kids eat us like more than ever. Mm. All right. Mm. So um if people wanted to find you, ladies, where can they find you? Oh, okay. <laughs> First. <laughs> um, right now you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh Hope You Smile. Um, once I start getting all my doula stuff popping up, website pretty soon. So thank you. Um, you can find me at ajayadivine.com and ajayadivine um, on all Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And then my podcast, If and It Beans Unite, which I am going to start recording regularly again. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that's me. Uh, you can find me where you found me at. Just uh, like, subscribe. Dislike, I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Can't <laughs> what it is. I'm here, and yeah, we just we're gonna have very uncomfortable conversations that need to be had. So, until next time, peace out. Peace. <laughs>